did you end up doing, you know what I'm saying, for for these years? Uh well, it ain't no secret, man. You know, it had uh it was the streets before the rap. And, you know, it was okay. the streets after. So, you know, that that uh, that uh that continued to be kinda like my addiction and, and, and my passion. So, you know, okay. you know all the trials you know all the trials and tribulations that come with that. Homeboy Diesel, Diesel, we yet. Yo, yo, what's up? Yeah, and I got my homegirl, thank you, thank you, we yet. What's up, man? All right, hip hop heads, we have a special guest today. He was the youngest rapper to make it make it big out of the city of Houston. He was known as the Funky Little Brother, the Problem Child. He was Rapper Los Russell's first youngest soldier, and he was the first rapper on the Ghetto Boys classic passion song, Bring It On. And he stopped by Graffiti Talk Radio to share his story. And to tell us what he got going on. So everybody, give it up for the OG Too Low. What's up, Too Low? Hey, we'll go down, man. All the listeners, everybody, tune in, man. Y'all make sure y'all tune in, man. It's gonna go down. Oh yeah, already, man. And look, first of all, before we get into it, I want to say when I first heard you, it was on Too Much Trouble. Let's get it on. Because man, you, you know, I heard you. You was the uh, the narrator, and I was like, man, who's this little dude here, man? And, and then I heard you on there bring it. I was like, man, this this dude gonna be something. But yeah, yeah. so uh, getting into it, man. Uh, you grew up in Harlem Clark, man. So you could give us a description about the life growing up there. Yeah, you know, uh, Harlem Clark, pretty big neighborhood, man. You know, I'm uh, I'm out the Windsor Village part of it, and you know, it's a uh, it's pretty much like everywhere else, man. You know, growing up, uh, fight with your friends today, spend a night at the house the same night, and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, I left the clock when I was 12 and had uh, moved to the Southwest, you know, uh, like West 8 on that side. So, you okay. know, that's where everything really just kicked off at, man. You know, that Southwest was like a little bit more faster, so everything that's I got introduced to. Now. Yeah, everything I got introduced to, man, really came from uh, that, on that side, so. Oh, okay. So, so you never had a chance to kind of cross paths with uh, Big Steve or Big Mellow around that time? Yeah, yeah you know, I used to uh, I used to rock with uh, Big Steve and Mellow a bunch, but we ain't never just really uh, get in the lab, though. Right. So what, what inspired you to get into music? Uh, really wasn't no, uh, it really wasn't nothing that inspired me, you know, uh, music really wasn't my passion or, uh, nothing that I really had in mind to do, you know, I was playing football and all that kind of stuff when I was little, then I was so young when the opportunity presented itself, so it's really like the game chose me. 
Yeah, because that's what I wanted to get into, man. So who 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 approached you? How did you end up getting into music? I really, I really more like, uh, you know, I guess they had that era where you had the uh, crisscrosses and the ABCs and all them little joints. So I guess during that little uh, era, I guess uh, uh, Jay Prince felt like, you know, maybe he needed to try him a lane with, you know, the kid rap, the kid rap lane. So by me being, you know, on the West A already in the streets doing what I was doing, I guess, you know, you know how words spread around, man. It's, it's it's a bad little dude. You know, be doing this, be doing that, be doing this, be doing that. So <clears throat> I had uh ran across uh face because you know they had a studio in uh greenhouse patio, <clears throat> and they just they, they just took me in, man, and just like overnight, one thing led to another. It was a wrap. Right. Yeah. So, who idea was it to promote your Scarface little brother? Uh, he. Cause you know I was running them streets so wild, and it's like the way they took me in, it was like you know I was back and forth from from Face House to Big Chief House, and, and you know so it was just like you know that was the family man you know that was like my audience and, and and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. So in the public, you know you was a prodigy of Scarface, but behind the scenes you was real close with A Wall from the Black Monks. Yeah, if it wasn't for a if, if it wasn't for a while, man, it uh none of that probably would have uh, went through a lot a lot of stuff. You know, he he was the one who really took most of the time to sit down with me and uh and just really give me the game on how all that stuff working. So you know that's 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 who I was rocking with the toughest. Right, yeah, because you know if you think about it, it's kind of like uh, Snoop Doggy Dog, man. When he first came out on TV, he was rocking with Dr. Dre, but behind the scenes. He was rolling hard with the DOC. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you got that yin and the yang. You was learning from both of them. So uh, between Scarface and AWOL, how was they alike and and different for Uh, for your mentorship? uh, Well, you know, know, Face at that time was – Man, I don't even think Face was probably only about 18, 19, 20. You know, when I had came on the scene, it was like like right after Mind Playing Tricks on me had jumped off. So the whole Rap-A-Lot movement and the, and the Ghetto Boy movement and all that was just catching fire. So with everything that was coming their way, with Face just getting that uh, real notoriety, really uh, getting out there and, and getting it on, you know, with that, uh, you know how that rap had you on the road and doing all that. So, you yeah. know, with his career and all the stuff he had to you know, it really wasn't like as much time to be spent with me as far as like with AY. AY was more like the, you know, he ain't had a black monk. The black monk thing wasn't even probably uh thought of at that time. So it was like, you know, me and him was hands on a whole bunch, whole bunch, whole bunch. And AWOL stayed in Greenhouse in the studio that they had where I was staying in. So I had a whole bunch of access to him. And so, you know, Big Chief and Jay and them really left it in his hands to make sure everything happened on my end. So, Yeah, because AWOL, he, he responsible for a lot of that early production, too, that he didn't get credit for. There's yeah, a whole got, lot of stuff he did. Yeah, AWOL, AWOL got a beautiful mind, man. I, I really wish he can get in the right position, man. And, with the right people, man, to get his full due, but 
you know, it, it, you know, that's the story of a million, uh, a million people, man. But, right. So, because of your age at the time and the uh, the explicit lyrical content that you was providing, did y'all get any criticism behind that? Uh, if I'd have dropped that Problem Child album, maybe, but. Right when right right when the uh right when I was finna drop the uh problem child album, they scratched it and we ran and did the uh funky little brother album, which, you know, uh you know, a few curse words was bleeped out and it was it was still it was still the same grown content, but just not as much cursing it and stuff. Right. Then you know so, then you know Funky Little Brother on the radio, it it didn't have a cursing, so you know. Right. But yeah, then you know, Rabbalot, you know, Rabbalot at the time you know, with such such, you know, even though they had nationwide distribution and nationwide love, it was still like an underground label and all the concerts I was doing was at like eighteen and up clubs and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I had uh you know, the uh them 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 them, them real big like universes and stuff like that trying to push it to the to the younger audience with all the politics involved. You know, I was getting pushed to the to the you know, the adult audience so right right so look with the uh the problem child album that was a that that was a, a completed album that was never put out yeah that was a whole completed album wow so um so you was the first rapper on bring it on and you know that bring it on is one of the baddest poxy songs out there man but, so I just want to know what was the energy like when y'all was putting that song together? Uh, it was cool, man. You know, I was just 12 years old. So to me, I ain't really know what I was participating in or how the studio feel supposed to be. But uh, the memory that I do have more is like, I was kind of always scared of uh, Gangsta Nip, man. Cause you know, I, I, I was out, you know, <laughs> yeah, I used to listen to a lot of face and a lot of uh, NWA and, I was a big fan of Spice One, so yeah. they music to Nip music. It was like, and then you know Nip wanna go in there. He, you know he'll have all the lights cut out and he'll be rapping what he'll be rapping about. And I'd just be like, dang, this dude is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have eight two years. I only wanted the cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, because. That that wasn't the only cool song that you was on because you was also on DMG's Buck 'Em Down and then you had a cool song on your album called Coming Up. But that that Bring It On is the one that was really known. So um now on your Posse song that was on your album, was them some guys that was was them some young guys that was coming out with, with you or uh some younger guys that Rap was putting out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a collection of uh it was a collection of uh, young dudes at that time and, and uh that one chick that uh Rapalot was uh branding and molding trying to see how they was gonna keep the uh I guess that, that, that kid lane going. I think the uh, the juveniles they had wind up, you know, dropping their group project. Uh I still be in touch with Endo, but yeah, it was just a lot of people that they had in the working. Right. And so you ended up having a contract dispute with Rapalot that ended up in court. So can you go into details about it? Yeah, it was this dude, man. He had uh 
some kind of way. I don't know how he ain't got a hold of my uh, contract or whatever, but he was like he was managing Screw at the time, and I want to say he might have even been uh, managing uh, Gangsta Nip. But you know, he used to be at the uh, the Rapper Life Studios at uh, Beto Studio Jungle Style. So you know, anybody you see there, you pretty much look at his family or a person that's a part of the, you know, a part of the uh, situation. So, you know, he called me to the side. He had ran down to me, this, 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 and that, and this, and that. And, you know, you got to think, I'm still 12 or 13, so I don't know what I'm saying yeah to or no to. It's just you, you saying this and this and this is messed up, and you can get me out of this and take me to go do all of this. I'm just like, shit, that's what's up, that's what's up. So I know, you know, we in courts, we in courts, we in courts. So, you know, I uh, talk to Face, I'm talking to Chief, and they ask me what's up, and I'm explaining to them, like, shoot, I don't know, that's y'all man. Man, I guess that's y'all people trying to get me straight or whatever. But, you know, throughout the process, while all that was going on, that's what kind of, like, put my album while it was at its peak on hold and all that old stuff. But I had wind up, you know, at that time, I think Rapalot was being distributed by Priority. And the same dude that wound up taking me to Priority, and, and, you know, showing them my sales and, you know, everything that I had going at that time. And Priority had offered me, like, a million-dollar deal and, like, four five albums and stuff like that. Had uh, Ice Cube and stuff take me out on the town and stuff like that. But yeah. I guess, you know, Jay Prince probably got in touch with uh, Turner, uh, Brian Turner was like, you know, you know, that'd be a conflict of interest. You know, that's still my artist, and we still got what we got going on. So that never came right. into play yet. Okay, now from from what you saying now with the management, what was you? Because I know Jay Prince had his own management company, Jazz Management. What you didn't have a management a manager that was under Jazz Management? Was it an independent manager? Nah, nah, nah. You know everything on the rap block was under uh, Jazz Management, pretty much. But you oh, know, okay. I don't know. The, I didn't. Yeah, you know, at twelve and thirteen, though, I didn't know the full inner workings. Uh, you know, how the music biz go and, you know, how, you know, so it was just like, you know, dude was at the studio, told me whatever he had told me and, you know, went on, went on about his own business, trying to, you know, do what he tried to do, just trying to come up or whatever. All that led to one thing. And so because of that, that's what ended up slowing down your recording career. Yeah, 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 yeah. That had, uh, I think that was like a two, three, uh, little process, man. I think like, when I had got by 16 and fully kind of was able to understand more of what the lawyers were saying and, and all that, I was like, you know, about that time, I wasn't even rocking with dude like that no more how, how I was in the beginning, like when he first approached me. So, you know, my whole thing was like, you know, rap about my family, man, you know, them the dudes that raised me, gave me the opportunity that I had and took me under their wing and all that. So I was like, man, squash that. I'm just going to, you know, get on to something else. Right. So, uh, was you able to do in the music with Wildness? Nah, I never got a, you know, me and Big Steve was cool. You know, we used to kick it, but the thing with me is, it's funny, man, but like, uh, I don't know, I guess by rap never being my passion. It's like, it's a lot of rap cats that I cool with, kick it with, see every day, but it's like, I ain't never been one of them kind of people who, like, be bumping the dudes, get their numbers and emailing them tracks or seeing them at the club spitting bars for them and hooks and asses if they want to get on this or get on that. It's like, I don't know, I just be really just tied up doing what I be doing. 
But over time, I sit back and look at all that, you know, put that networking part and put it together. Right. Like my boy, uh, Doughboy from uh, from the South Twins, Doughboy South. He, he he got a thing he got going on right now, like the uh, Houston Together Challenge, man. Where he trying to, you know, get everybody that's, you know, rocking and trying to do their thing to get on one accord. And, cause, you know, a lot of people are always bigging up uh, Atlanta for, because, you know, Atlanta, they going to piggyback off each other and keep everybody on and keep everything on. And, you know, and everybody out here kind of sit back, you know, with pouting and looking, trying to figure out why this and why that. But, you know, teachers on. Yeah. yeah, because it's funny that you say that because I was always saying that, like, what the way Atlanta is, as far as the music goes, that's what Houston should have been a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Houston should have a ass cap in the BMI office. You know, Houston should have some sub labels there. You know, Sony and Universal should put a sub label to uh, to to help distribute. And you know, Houston is so big. I know it's bigger than hip hop and R and B. You know, you got country, you got rock. You know, Houston should be that. It should be the down south version of New York and LA. Yeah, I I know we got the market. But I think, you know, you know, you know, the, uh, you know, on the East Coast, I guess they were so bo- so bougie, man, and had such a strong hold on the game. I think when, like, the South and the, and the West kicked the dough in, it was still like they wasn't taking, they wasn't taking our music serious and all that old stuff. So it always been like, that always been the main areas, the main areas. But then, you know, with Rap-A-Lite and Twisher House and, and with Rec Shop and all them had going on, man, you know, it got the attention that it got with the screw and all that. But at the end of the day, I guess that screw fad was more like a, you know, a fly-by-night thing in their eyes. Because, you know, the big wigs and the people that be pushing it, man, they don't know nothing about nothing, man. They just jump on whatever hot, man. Like right now, if you if you uh, put that old rainbow-colored dye and shit in your head and just be real silly and goofy, man, You'll get a deal right now, man. So you know they just they just surf whatever wave that's coming up that's that's floating ashore, man. And you ain't lying, man, because we was just talking about that. We were saying that you know how we getting older now, but we still love hip hop. But even in today's music, the music is not the problem. It's just the music that's being promoted to the masses because it's still good music out there. But you really got to dig for it versus back in the day when all you had to do was go in the record studio. I mean, you know, in the record store and just pick up an album and boom, you had something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, the main thing, man, you know, it's, it starts with the heads, though, man. You know, you got them jewels, yeah. then you got like, you know, the little college dudes that they put as A&Rs and whatever hot at the time, you know, that's, that's, that's the lanes they jump in, so... You know, back then, you know, you only had your few companies, and if you wasn't on the main screen, you probably wasn't getting heard or none of that. Which is now with all the technology, with all the technology, with all the technology, and all the avenues that you got to, you know, present what you got, it's a little bit more easy to find them diamonds in the rough and and, and pick and choose what you want to jam, you know. Right. So, do some people still look at you as a kid rapper from back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To an extent, you know, you know that's the first thing they re- they reference is that, but you know, it, you know they they see the growth, man, and so it's like you know, 
that's where it all started. So I think I think you know that that thing will never lead 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 the brain. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because I still have to catch myself from from saying the problem child, man. Because <laughs> I've always <laughs> said too low the problem child. Yeah, yeah, it's very few people know about that, man. Why when I seen that in your in, in your store, I'm like, damn, dude, pretty sharp, man. <laughs> yeah, man. cause I tell people, hey, I'm from I'm from Alexandria, but man, hey, back at that time, I, I was following rap a lot hard, man. I mean, yeah, everything that was coming out, I was getting it. You know, every yeah. magazine article that was coming out, I was reading it. Everything, yeah, when I read through you, I was like, man, damn, I got to go to the drum board like uh, Phil Jackson and uh, Bill Belichick now, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone dissected it, man, especially when you threw that AWOL part in. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, man, so, look, um, a, a lot of artists, they, they done passed on over the years, you know, Screw, Pimp C, uh, Wicked Cricket. Big Mellow, Hawk, Fat Pat. You know, do you ever sit back and reminisce about them guys from time to time? Oh, always, always, because you know I'm I'm part of that era, and 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 and, and the influence that they had on 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 the whole culture of the age and how we was rocking. It was like you can't help but to because, in a sense. You kind of wish they were still here because maybe we would still have that same culture and that same stronghold that we had, our own little flavor and our own little sway. We wouldn't we wouldn't kind of be as lost or our identity wouldn't be as far off as it didn't got. But, I mean, you know, everything changed over time, man. So, you know, you can only hold on. So, like, you know, our parents, man, you know, they probably never wished the Marvin Gaye's and the Bell Bottoms and, and the Afros went out. But, you know. Yeah, you show sure right, man, because it's also one of those scenarios to where it's like a lot of these artists, they dying off, and then you have the new generation that's coming in, and some of them be asking questions. If only they was here to witness it when they was alive. You know, pretty much like Pac and Biggie, and like before I was born, you know, Marvin Gaye. You know, I wasn't around when he was alive. All I could do is watch videos. So it's like... With the, the, and the same thing, you know, with Houston, you know, a lot of these guys they done passed on, and these youngsters that's coming up, all we could do is just tell them stories. All we could just do is tell them about, you know, three in the morning. All we could do is just tell them about the screw fashion, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, everybody, yeah, just like you know, I, you know, the stories that our parents passed down us about the Al Greens and the Isleys and the, you know, and then when we see their videos, then. You know, they was fly, they had it going on, they own little style. It's just the thing yeah. with me is, you know, in, in in the era that we came from, you know, uh, people try to pigeonhole it or make it gangster music and put all them labels on it, but at the end of the day, it was reality and it had a message. Now, everything is just about, I mean, you just say what you want to say, man. It just, you know, it's all entertainment now. It's like WWF, but. You sure right, man. <laughs> and so, man, what, what what new projects you working on now? Uh, right now, man, I'm dropping uh my mixtape D Boy Chronicles, November 25th on Thanksgiving. I chose that day, man, because I feel like you know giving thanks, man, to the to the game and everybody that's supported me, man. So, 
know, November 25th, D-Boy Chronicles will be dropping. Uh, I'm going back in the lab. Right now, I'm finna go work on the uh, D-Boy Chronicles 2, and I'm finna uh, try to get all the Thug Mafia members on uh, on one page, man, and redo that project, so. Okay, back cool. at it, that's man. Yeah, that's what's up, man, and we'll be, we'll be looking for it, man. So, Diesel, you got anything you want to ask? Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, Tulo, first of all, it's a pleasure to uh, speak to you, brother, man, because I love your style, man. I'm, I'm a Rap-A-Lot fan. I've been a Rap-A-Lot fan since day one, you know. I, I was in the military, and I was in the Marines, you know, when I was listening to all these Rap-A-Lot music coming out, so I was really hyped up. But I just wanted to ask, first, what advice would you give to a young artist that, that's starting out the same age that you started out at? Uh, soak in as much game as you can. Uh, stay humble. Never get the big head, man, because, you know, you can have it all today and, 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 and nothing tomorrow, man. And, uh, you know, just really learn learn the business aspects of it, man, and know what you're getting yourself involved in, man. Make sure everything that you sign, you can read through, you got the, you know, right representation behind it, man. And, and you know, stack and put up, man. And, Really try to get on the uh on the CEO end or to be more involved with the business end, man, and keep your business intact and the people around you make sure they solid and, and, and good, man. And you know, I think that's I think that's the main that's the key. Yeah, yeah. Now I heard you mention sports earlier because you said that was your day like football. Did you play any sports in high school? I never made it to high school, man. You know that was uh. That was my Pee Wee, my Pee Wee, uh, Little League era. All right, man. Well, it, it's that's all I got for now, man. But it's it's an honor to speak to you, bro. Yeah, honor, honor, honor for y'all to have me on here, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. You got something you want to ask? Yeah, um, I want to just ask you, like, um, so because rap wasn't your passion and that's something that you just really didn't want to do, uh, what did you end up doing, you know what I'm saying, for for these years? Uh, well, it ain't no secret, man. You know, it had, uh, it was the streets before the rap, and you know, it was okay. the streets after. So you know that that, uh, that uh, that continued to be kind of like my addiction and, and and my passion. So, you know, okay. you know all the trials, you know all the trials and tribulations that come with that. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully, I'll see you around. I'm over on the southwest side, so uh, I just moved out here about six months ago. So. Uh, hopefully I see you if you're doing a show or something, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a small world. Uh, you know, it, I, I don't doubt it. Already. Man, what can we reach at? Uh, you can reach me, man. Uh, I think everybody, uh, uh, government's on Facebook, so, you know, that ain't no secret. Uh, Facebook, I'm under Cedric White. Uh, Instagram. OG number two L O W, uh, Twitter, too low T M F, and uh, hey, don't forget, man, D Boy Chronicles, November twenty fifth. Y'all can uh go to any one of them uh, sites I just gave you, and you can push the, uh, my link, and I automatically sign you up for Spotify, man. Y'all represent the real, man, and uh, stay down. Well, yeah, we well, sure. man. Sure. We we've yeah. been representing since day one. Yeah, 
All right, y'all. It's too low, man. It's a pleasure having having you on the show, man. And everybody look us up on graffiti talk dot net and you go on our Facebook page, Graffiti Talk Radio. So yeah, peace, appreciate man. y'all having me, man. Anytime. Yeah. Peace. All right. All right, my G. All right, peace.